Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for March 5th, 2021. It's the birthday of Brazilian guitarist and composer Hector Villalobos, born in 1887, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Learning music from his father, who was a widely read, highly cultured amateur musician, Villalobos, by the turn of the century, had turned himself into a professional musician. He earned his living as a cafe musician, and his instrument was the cello. In Villalobos' early childhood, Brazil underwent a period of social revolution and modernization. They abolished slavery in 1888, overthrew the Empire of Brazil in 1889, and the changes in Brazil were reflected also in its musical life. Previously, European music had been the dominant influence, and the courses at the Conservatory of Music were grounded in traditional European counterpoint and harmony. Villalobos underwent very little of this formal training, and after a few abortive harmony lessons, he learned music by illicit observation from the top of the stairs of the regular musical evenings at his own house arranged by his father. He learned to play cello, guitar, and clarinet. When his father died suddenly in 1899, he earned a living for his family by playing in cinema and theater orchestras in and around Rio. In 1905, Villalobos made the first of his trips to Brazil's northeastern states to collect folk music. These trips would continue into the future, and Villalobos spun a web of mystery around them. His own testimony of adventures with the cannibal tribes of the northeast is not always trustworthy. Villalobos was convinced that to succeed in Paris, a musician had to be exotic. And to accomplish this idea, Villalobos gave an interview to tell of his tales of musicological adventures. According to the article, Villalobos had been captured by cannibals while collecting folk music in the interior of Brazil. Having been captured, he continued to compose even during the days of his captivity while awaiting to be roasted and eaten. The author of the article went so far as to claim that the savage sounds from the composer's piece, Three Indian Poems, were collected by Villalobos as he awaited his own death. After all, to hear music written under such incredible circumstances was an opportunity too good to miss. Needless to say, the article contributed to an enthusiastic crowd for later Paris concerts, and the French were always eager to hear the music of the savage Brazilian. Villalobos studied at the National Institute of Music in Rio de Janeiro, though his compositional style never conformed to any academic norms. His chorus number eight is no exception. The percussion section includes large and small seashells, various types of snare drums, a small samba drum, two bamboo pieces of different sizes that produce sounds without definite pitch, and a particular section of the work requires a sheet of paper to be placed over the strings of the piano. While some of these instruments and methods of playing are now commonplace, they were considered entirely new in 1927 Paris. 
the multiple simultaneous rhythmic syncopations in which the pianos and instruments fight in opposing rhythms and tonalities, caused amazement at the first performance. The reviewer of the Paris Matinal had this to say about the premiere of Chorus No. 8. We see the orchestra with its 80 performers unleash, without concealment, the worst instincts of the first man in the Stone Age. The fantasy is mixed with savagery, but a stylized expression of the primitive instincts of man who is honest and of noble soul. Man who has not sold his soul, and man who belongs to no one but himself, and is therefore beautiful. The orchestra howls with rage, the prey of delirium tremens, and at the exact moment when one thinks that the absolute limits of superhuman dynamic tension have been reached, the twenty fingers of the pianists attack the two pianos with the ferocity of a tank brigade, which, in the midst of tumult, explode in a demonic burst of sound. At this moment, the sound is infernal or divine, depending on the response of each listener. Because it is impossible to remain indifferent, one adores or hates. One is irresistibly convinced that a great wind has swept over us. Hector Villalobos died in November of 1979 in his hometown of Rio de Janeiro. He was 72 years old. If you get the chance, spend a few minutes with the wonderfully singular music of Villalobos. I personally love his Bacchianus Brasiliaris and chorus number eight. You may not, but it's worth hearing anyway. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.